0: What from the supermarket or from Italy? She's from supermarket. (laughs) Ours are from Italy. (laughs) I just look forward to me full English. Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan.
1: And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and talk about it track by track. Just be
0: sure to never expose us to bright light, don't get us wet and never ever feed us after midnight. And on the turntable this week, we've got Life is Easy by Bright
1: Light, Bright Light. And I got the reference straight away there, uh, which and it's a great link because... Uh, Rod Thomas, a.k.a. Bright Light, Bright Light, is a huge 80s movie fan.
0: He is, and of course, he named himself uh, Bright Light, Bright Light after what the Gremlins say on the film, Gremlins.
1: Uh, Speaking of Gremlins, Dan, how is your uh, furry little friend today?
0: (laughs) Well, not so furry, a little bit uh, slimy and quite a lot of pus coming out at the minute.
1: Oh, no. Uh, Caniston. A uh, Caniston pessary is the perfect solution for that. Uh, you sound like someone who's uh, had similar problems yourself. No, I just used to work in a chemist, Dan. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Not to name names. No, I'm just going to rebuff that comment straight away. And I have to say, before we get into the episode proper, I was just laughing quietly to myself uh, just then. Uh, the two of us getting ready to record a podcast is like two... Uh middle aged women getting ready for a night out down the bingo. Honestly, the amount of <laughs> faffing around and fannying around that we do before we actually manage to settle down and ease into it is just ridiculous. Well, we like to have a good a good catch-up first, don't we? A good gossip. A couple of glasses of Lambrini. Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. But it's a bit different this week, of course, because I am coming to you from the brand new studio two of Track by Track Towers.
1: Um, yes. And it looks like you've got a wonderful set up there. I haven't managed to actually get in there and have a poke about myself yet, but I'm looking forward to well, hopefully in the next week or so. Absolutely.
0: Yes. At time of recording, we are counting down the days till uh, the next lockdown, next part of lockdown, I should say, is lifted. So this is Studio 2 i I've Track by Track Towers. Essentially, it's uh, the spare room where I now do my work, work, work from homework. Um, but putting it together it was sort of like the last few minutes of changing rooms, where, you know, the, all, the, all the little bits of MDF are coming together. And I don't mind telling you that I'm propped up some of this with BlueTack and I'm using one of my own stools to attach the microphone to.
1: And I know from experience that you have very firm stools over there. So that's, uh, that's good to know. Any, uh, any, medical, uh, any, any medical advice there, Will? <laughs> well, none needed, actually. So just keep up the good work, whatever you're doing. So we're here today to talk about uh, Bright Light, Bright Light. And the last time we touched on Rod and his work was our wonderful tweet-along. It is a while ago now.
0: Rod was actually... Rod? Are we allowed to call him Rod, actually? I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. He's a lovely guy. Um, Bright Light, Bright Light, I should say, was our second ever tweet-along with this album, Life is Easy. But he did also pop up on our first ever one... Uh, which was Bananarama's In Stereo, because of course he co-wrote the song Tonight with them.
1: And he's really busy at the moment, uh, putting the finishing touches to Fun City, which is his new album, due out in full in September. We've already had a couple of tracks uh, from that released for our pleasure already. And we love what we hear. Uh, so if you don't know Bright Light, Bright Light, Bright Light, Bright Light, is Rod Thomas, Welsh singer-songwriter currently uh, now based in New York, uh, born in Neath in Wales. He's 37 years old. And Dan, as I have said in previous weeks, it's always lovely when someone younger than you is far more successful.
0: Yeah. Once again, I can't actually uh, align with you on this one, Will, but uh, I'm sure (laughs) there are are any young 21-year-olds who
1: are doing well. That's the kind of age that I uh, have the same sentiment about. So we're going to be talking about uh, Life is Easy today, which was the second album proper uh, from Bright Light Bright Lights. Make Me Believe in Hope was the first one and Dan I'm sure you've got a ruddy good reason for talking about this today.
0: Yes and you'll be pleased to know it's not too tenuous at all actually. It's six years ago today that this album was released.
1: Blimey that's gone quickly hasn't it?
0: So yeah, it has been six years, but in that time, he has done such a lot of other work. There is, of course, Choreography, which was the next studio album. Uh, there's Fun City, as we said, which is all ready to come out in September. And then there are lots of EPs and remixes and things like that. And it, it makes me think of acts that we love, like Pet Shop Boys, who just love to keep the fans happy and, and putting out more material. Uh,
1: and I'm sure we've got lots more to come uh, from Bright uh, from Light this year. Uh, there is... Uh, the most recent thing actually was a remix of Obsessed by Cave Boy, which is a really fun uh, disco-tinged remix. We do love a bit of disco.
0: We do, do love a disco moment, you could
1: say. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, shall we get stuck in? Yeah, great idea. So, side one, track one, and this is Everything I Ever Wanted. that was everything i ever wanted there what a great build-up into that track to kick the album off it really is really
0: i said this during the tweet on actually this song feels to me like the opener of a show because it just really does it, it i'm not gonna say it the catchphrase i'm gonna say something else it sets the scene for the album and as you say, it is. it's got a lovely build to it and I can just imagine the central character in the spotlight on his own and then maybe the rest of the set and maybe the rest of the cast builds up behind him. Um, and you know what, Will? It wouldn't surprise me if, if Rod or BLBL is the kind of person who would make some sort of off-Broadway
1: uh, show. I wouldn't be surprised if he had that up-and-coming. Hmm. Uh, of course, he does like some extracurricular
0: activity, doesn't he? Because he does his... Uh, Romy and Michelle's high school uh, reunion and, and the Saturday afternoon tea dance. And we were supposed to be going to one, wasn't we, in London?
1: We were. It was yet another one of those things that uh, didn't happen.
0: In fact, I think that was the first, the first event that we had planned that got cancelled due to coronavirus. Uh, and of course, Rod was over here. I, in fact, we were supposed to be meeting up with him as well to uh, have a chat. So damn you, Corona, but I'm sure... We will get to experience one of those uh, tea dancers and I'm sure we will get to meet up with Bright Light, Bright Light and celebrate another album one day. If he wants to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No pressure. Uh, And we don't want to force ourselves on anyone, do we? Not not again. (laughs) Uh, Also... Uh, something I'm doing for today's episode, Dan, which I thought would be a really great companion piece, mm. is I've uh, just brought up the hashtag from the tweet-along that we did to this album with with Rod, uh, TBT, hashtag TBT life is easy, because um, uh, I thought it'd be great to pull up some of the comments that came through uh, and, and just sprinkle them through the episode today. Well, wonderful idea, Will, because I did actually mean to
0: do that, uh, and I've I forgot all about it until just now. Of course, I was getting this studio ready, so I was being busy with Handy Andy.
1: Uh, Euphemism?
0: (laughs) No, I'm not a fan of euphemisms, you know that.
1: No, I've none of that here. Uh, There is a beautiful World AIDS Day version of this track uh, featuring uh, the Pink Singers, uh, at Pink Singers on Twitter. Uh, uh, And if we're lucky, let's have a little bit of that as well.
0: absolutely stunning and that is exactly what i'm talking about with the show can you imagine that on a in a theater that'd be beautiful with the featuring the pink singers themselves yes they should definitely be a part of it but it, it's I'm, I'm so glad you showed me that will because the, the actual track itself the album version is so dreamy with the sort of electronic production and then that choir just adds another layer to it it's stunning
1: uh very rousing isn't it Hmm. you look quite roused in those shorts
0: but of course, you said that was you said that was for World AIDS Day. Yes, and Bright Light Bright Light is such a, an advocate. Is that the right word for gay word. rights? Oh, good, because I'm terrible with my words. Uh, for gay rights, for Pride, um, and a lot of his work talks about that. But also, if you follow him on social media, he's very open about. Um, well, you know, he's he's spreading a very positive message.
1: So. Great start, great way to get into the album. Let's move on to track number two now, and there are no miracles.
2: There are no miracles. All that you get comes from what you saw. there
1: are no miracles there dan do you believe in miracles
0: away from you sexy thing um i god that's a big question actually i don't have a direct answer um probably yes
1: or or fate at least or something like that along those lines how about you uh well it did remind me of another song, actually, Dan, and I can't remember what it's called. But I will have remembered by the time I edit this episode to put it in because it's a brilliant disco track that I'm sure uh, Bright Light Bright Light himself would enjoy. But it goes, "I believe in miracles, baby." I believe
0: A classic seventies disco song, it's a or is classic it? Classic
1: track. Um, so, I think the next time you hear that, Dan, you'll uh, be listening to my finished, polished version of the episode. Oh,
0: lovely! And you do like to polish yours uh, for quite a while longer than
1: I do. Uh, and if proof, if proof be needed that you can polish a tad.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: let's talk about the. Let's talk about this, this track. track. This feels to me, I love the title and I've had this idea that his titles are like a slap in the face and I feel like maybe in in this vision I've got for this show of his, it's kind of a young character who's mad at the world and he says, um, I want a miracle to happen and then his mother slaps him and says, there are no miracles and likewise, maybe he says life is hard and she slaps him and says, life is easy. So um, I'm I'm bringing this story to life, but this song definitely uh, plays a big part in it
1: uh And Dan, probably in your head, is probably quite a young, attractive character,
0: yes, like uh one of those lovely Mormons in Book of Mormon uh you know they've got a bit of experience, which is good uh, what does that mean the the played in the in Broadway or the West End before. oh,
1: I see what you mean, I see what you mean yeah. uh musically <laughs> musically uh I love there's a really great drum uh, drum beat uh coming through this track, and it feels like building off the back of the last track that things are sort of kicking up a kicking up a notch Uh, and I have to say uh, we're recording this episode today what is probably the hottest day of the year in London at the moment and the sun is shining in through my uh, French windows Uh, that's not euphemism Um, (laughs) and it's lovely listening to that to that last track with the sun shining in and the the, the birds tweeting you probably hear a few birds Dan I know you hate it when I record with the windows open but we can't have fa- a fan on, but otherwise it interferes with uh, our uh, our uh, uh, sound. So uh, nice track for a summer's day. Lo- lovely,
0: yeah. I have got the windows closed because I live next to a main road, so it would be you would be able to hear me talking, which I know you would hate.
1: Oh yes, because you've got that little flat on the on the siding of the M twenty five, haven't you?
0: <laughs> it's a, a bijou penthouse. <laughs> Uh, and it's fantastic because I can be sat on the toilet cooking pasta and to the door at the same time.
1: Oh, lovely! So you were almost uh, the whole the whole life cycle there, all all in one go. Circle <laughs> so good of life. And if we're lucky, uh, not the first no. time we'll uh, reference uh, Elton John today
0: either. Absolutely not. Uh, I'd just like to say, of course, I didn't steal that line from Alan Carr stand up before anyone comes at me. Um, I completely agree with you on this song, Will. The The beat is fantastic because it's kind of quite subtle at the start and it, and it builds and it keeps going throughout the song. I really love the guitar. It's got some real funk to it in this one and there's kind of a sprinkling of electronics as well. So it definitely feels like a, an electro pop song, but it's a few other things going on there as well.
1: Uh, track number three now. So the first of a few notable tracks for featured artists and collaborations. Uh, this is our uh, the first uh, collab with Elton Sir. So, Lord Sir Elton John, uh, RHR. I wish when we were leaving.
2: smile, it's for something that I don't feel. And one day you'll be so good for somebody. For somebody. And one day you'll make somebody so happy. But it won't be.
1: So that was I Wish We Were Leaving uh, and that's, Dan, what I used to say to you uh, when we were uh, sat in that bloody chip shop way beyond closing time. (laughs) Well, I do like
0: to get the scraps at the end of the night, a bit like you when we used to go to heaven. (laughs) So what a lovely track that is. It's beautiful. It's so dreamy. And of course, as you mentioned, Elton John on there. And it's just a little bit like his uh, recent track with Lady Gaga. It's always wonderful to hear his voice on a track that he, on a, a track in the genre or style that he wouldn't usually release.
1: And Dan, I hate to kind of remind you of your own words, but you, uh, you called this a dream, a haunting, almost trip-hop sounding track.
0: Oh, during the tweet-along?
1: Do you still stand by your comments?
0: I stand by everything I've ever said in the past, Will. <laughs>
1: uh and I I was talking a lot about uh in when we were doing the tweet along was you know this was the first time that uh Sir Elton uh and Bright Light Bright Light collaborated, but they it, it was obviously something they enjoyed doing and something that was successful because it's something they've gone on to do a lot more of uh subsequently. Yeah.
0: In fact, Will question for you what what was your first? Um, how was you first introduced to Bright Light? Bright Light's music?
1: Oh, now you're asking. I think I remember back when I lived in Bristol, he certainly did some smaller performances. I, def- I definitely remember him supporting Scissor Sisters uh, in Bristol, but I definitely saw and had heard of him prior to that as well. God, I'm really having to think now. I can't, but I definitely felt like I got in right from the word go right from um single one track one which was uh, obviously uh love
0: part 2 so as bright light bright light not as rod thomas as he record uh, released his first few uh, singles
1: i definitely think there was a pop justice influence there as well um and online something that was discovered that way
0: okay the reason I asked, sorry, was because just when we're talking about Elton John, the first time I heard or saw Bright Light Bright Light was when he performed All in the Name on Graham Norton with Elton
1: John. Right, track number four now, and uh, this is an open heart.
2: Couldn't you see? You almost had a-
1: open heart there i'm gonna
0: put my car- cards on the table money on the table i'm gonna put everything on the table will and say that i think this is your favorite song on the album
1: it is my favorite it's one of my favorite bright light bright light tracks uh of all time i'm just gonna i, I don't mind saying that uh i love it i just love it's quite melancholy it's a bit of a sad banger is what i'm dancing around i think mm, and you were dancing around while it was playing it's, it's lovely. And uh, all the brilliant stuff that he's done since this track, but it's still a favourite for me. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, some pop facts for you. Uh, pop facts for you. Fact, no. fact by fact. Fact by fact. So this track was, uh, it's a favourite, co-written and produced by Ian Masterson. Friend of the podcast. Hello, Ian. Uh, Con- Contributor well. to the tweet alongs. Uh, who's also been busy uh, doing some new work with Danny as well recently. Um, and I can definitely hear some of Ian's production in this. I think he's a brilliant pop, dance pop producer. I mean, I,
0: I the reason I could tell it was your favourite is because even though everything we've heard so far has been great, this is the sort of most polished pop production. And and it, I, 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 I couldn't say I knew it was Ian Masterson, but hearing it is him, you can definitely liken it to some of the amazing work he's done with other people. Uh, and I think it's a little bit Pet Shop Boys
1: as well, this one. It definitely sounds a little bit like some of the tracks that he's done more recently with Bananarama, uh, which is very much a good thing. Absolutely.
0: Um, And the thing I love actually about all of the songs so far, but it really shines through on this one, it, and we haven't talked about it so far, is Bright Light, Bright Light's vocal. There's such a a pureness to his vocals. I really, really enjoy it. It's... Um, Almost not, you know, not putting on any um, there's no vocal acrobatics or anything like that. He's telling his story and isn't a great singer, and there's just quite
1: a uh, honesty to it as well. There is a 12 inch version of this on the EP for the single, which is just uh, even more of the same wonderfulness. And also, there's a great B side called Arms of Another, and if we're lucky. So let's have a little bit.
2: Close to without seeming out of
1: So that was a little bit of arms of another. I love the. Uh, I was going to say organ then, but it's her uh, electric keyboard. Uh, yeah. Um, in there, it reminds me really of like a '90s dance track, something like a Crystal Waters song, the one that goes da 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 da
2: da da
1: da 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 running through it sorry about that I might actually edit in the actual track rather than just have me uh try and imitate it I have to insist that you do please keep in your version <laughs> uh, but that yeah it's a wonderful kind of 90s dance throwback but I think it complements an open heart really well because of the tenderness uh and again his great vocals yeah like absolutely right you wouldn't want a b-side that was exactly
0: the same flavor as the a-side um, I completely agree those early 90s influences and I think that and that kind of house music uh, scene it has always been an influence of Rod's but even more so in the upcoming uh, album Fun City
1: Track number five now and this is Good Luck
2: <laughs> You took the time to know me
1: Good luck there. I love this middle part of the album when it really gets into a real dance groove and the chorus of this of this track um, makes you punch the air.
0: Definitely. It's dance, but it's a little bit sort of left field, a bit more, I'm going to say industrial, Will, if there's anything you want to add to that.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit futuristic. <laughs>
0: well, it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also a bit medieval. I uh, can't 100% agree with you on that one. Um, and yeah, and again, more house music influences in that one as well. And that's probably partly because there's a new, um, some additional writers or producers on this one. And that is Joe and will ask with the question mark on the end. Um, and Joe and will ask are yeah, dance house music creators. They've got their own album available on streaming services. Uh, and I think they've definitely bought something different to this song.
1: And it's always funny when I see their names together because uh, my brother's called Joe. So when I see that, uh, it reminds me of uh, Family Connection. Oh. And I know know he listens. So hello. Hello, Joe. Hello, Hello, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, uh, But this, yeah, it's another highlight of the album for me, this track. And Dan, we'll hold off talking about the single version of this track featuring animatronic because it might be something that you're going to share later.
0: You said too much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but just so, so they don't want anyone writing in saying, "Oh, you haven't talked about animatronic." but That's coming up. That's coming up.
0: As if we could leave her out.
1: <laughs> I love, I love the fact that we're starting to talk about it, like don't write in and say this and yeah. say that. Like <laughs> people are always up in arms with us about something or other. So, track number six now, and this is so I believe. Say that was i believe uh what's your favorite track that's with the title i believe
0: oh that's a really good one the first one that i think of is robson and jerome's cover of i believe which i think featured on either their first or second and or first and last albums uh my mum was a big fan of Robson and Jerome, as was my grandma um but another one i believe in you by kylie
1: oh that's a nice one yeah what's yours uh, I'd have to say, another, with another reference that I'm sure uh, Rod himself would love, was I Believe by the Happy Clappers. Lovely really 90s dance track. So anyway, back to the track there in question. I believe, again, another, I would say, almost anthemic
0: chorus. Yeah, I could imagine that this one live goes off during that chorus. Uh, And you mentioned you have seen Bright Light, Bright Light live before, haven't you?
1: I have a few times, actually, and it does go off.
0: Sadly, I think I've only seen him once and I didn't get to see the whole show. It was at um, British Summertime, Hyde Park. And I think I got there late. You know what I'm like with timings. I think I got there late or something like that. So caught some of it, uh, but sadly didn't see all of it. But it was a great show. I remember it being very hot and sunny. I can't remember who was headlining that day, Um, but I am looking forward to, I'm sure you and I will be going to see him next time he's in London, won't we?
1: Uh, Just try and keep us away. Um, Well, hopefully there'll be no uh, COVID spike or anything mm. next time uh, there was a lot of love for this track uh, during the tweet along uh, there's also a, a lovely extended 12 inch version and there is a brilliant B-side called Wishful Thinking and if we're lucky here we go
2: Wishful.
1: That was wishful thinking. Now I can't find online anywhere, but I am going to make a semi-educated guess that that was another track recorded with Ian Masterson, and I'd love for either Rod or Ian to either confirm or vigorously deny that. But it just sounds just sounds like
0: it. Mm, Definitely hear that, and and uh, and what? And again, I heard hints of Pet Shop Boys on the synths, which I did hear on the other Ian Masterson collab. Um, But yeah, it's a great B-side. I'd love, I said it before, I love an act who, A, that puts out B-sides, because it can be quite rare nowadays, but also when they're just of that quality, it's amazing.
1: And Bright Light Bright has never shied away from B-sides, remixing his own music, doing new versions of tracks for radio edits, uh, recording cover versions for his... um, uh choreography and cinematography uh, uh or cinema sorry cinematography uh and other eps that he's had out as well um it's just such a huge body of work out there for him definitely and i i don't know if we, if we really
0: touched on it at the start of the episode but he is very much a diy artist isn't he it's all him the of course um a lot of the writing and, and production, but also who he brings in, as you said, the artwork. It, this There's no huge team behind him. This is all him and his vision, which makes it even more special.
1: Yeah, and if you've seen him at work during lockdown as well, he is like several times a week uh, playing music he loves, uh, creating his own discos that you can join on uh, either Instagram or Facebook or, um, you know, it just... Just keeping the keeping the fun going, um, which is nice to link to Fun City, but trying to keep the fun going and the party going, uh, while he can't do his uh like Saturday afternoon uh tea dance gigs uh in New York or anything else he had planned, like coming to London. Definitely. And just
0: his his knowledge of music and pop music and dance music is fantastic. And you really hear that in, in his uh, DJ sets as well.
1: I think that's one of the reasons as well that we're such big fans because we know how much he loves music. He's not just recording; he's not just in it for for a buck. Uh, he's actually in it because he really loves music, and the influences and the the music that he loves are a lot of um, artists and 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 styles that we love. Definitely,
0: kindred spirits, you could say. Well,
1: that that's. I could have just said that and that would have cut out yeah. the blath- blathering on there.
0: Yeah, if you just cut your bit out in the edit and just keep me saying that, that'd be perfect. Cut most of your bits out of this episode actually and just keep my little tidbits in.
1: Uh it's track seven now. Uh this is Lust for Life.
2: To make the same mistake twice. I think they-
1: If anyone was tuning in expecting a rousing cover of Iggy Pop, uh, you're in the wrong place uh, because that was uh, Lust for Life uh, by Bright Light, Bright Light, original recording and another one of those great kind of growers. So there are some there were growers and showers on this album um, and the last few tracks have been showers and this is more of one of the growers. And actually, it's a good question for you, Will. Generally
0: speaking, you're a
1: grower <laughs> or a shower.
2: Uh,
1: that's incredibly vulgar, um, <laughs> even by your uh, standards. Wow, that is uh, that's a new low? No, but for something that starts off a lot quite slow and soft. Uh, it's quite a fast dance beat kicking in, and it builds up as the track goes on, which is really nice
0: yeah I love that sort of build again it feels i I hope um rod's not offended by me talking about how I feel like there's a bit of a show element to these because again I can see this one being a uh, quite a moment maybe just before act one finishes um but then it builds this wonderful electronic explosion of a chorus which is really nice um and I think I haven't used this phrase yet, so I will do it's definitely an album track uh and that is a great thing I think um the the, the 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 singles did the job that they needed to do and they would have sounded fantastic on radio etc and this is just real kind of embedded in this project
1: and Dan just to throw back what you said on the tweet along with this you said um, this song knows how to put its foot to the floor for the middle eight oh, and then bringing it all back I do like car references
0: and talking about middle eights
1: and you were dancing around your room apparently
0: to that Oh, and Bright Light, Bright Light said video, it didn't happen. Uh,
1: and can you believe, just to mention that, it was the 26th of March? It feels Lord. like such a lot has happened or not happened uh, since then. Yeah, three and a half months ago. Good Lord. So, move on. Yes, let's. So, track number eight now, uh, more than most. Five, six, five, six. More the most there, Dan. And you might be thinking there's some lovely guitar work on that album. On that track. There was. I uh, so was. pop fact for you. Um, this was uh shared by uh, uh Bright Light himself. Uh Del Marquis is on guitars uh for this track. Um and it was recorded when uh they were he was living in the uh apartment below him.
0: Oh I'd love the connections he has with the Scissor Sisters. Of course, as you said, he supported them back in 2012. Uh, we've had animatronic. Uh, we've spoke about his work with animatronic on a previous episode, and maybe we'll hear about more about it later today. Uh, and there's Jake Shears on the upcoming album as well. So oh, imagine if a few weeks ago we talked about Scissor Sisters. Imagine if they do another tour, especially for us. And Bright Light, Bright Lights opening for them.
1: That'd be heaven. That would be lovely, Jake. Anna, if you're listening. Let us know. Come on, loveys. Please. 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 I've got nothing left.
2: (laughs) I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left. Uh,
1: Moving on now to track number nine. This is In Your Curve.
0: So that was track nine, In Your Care. And on co-writing duties on this one are The Invisible Men. And they actually wrote uh Kira, I believe, as well. So The Invisible Men, we've talked about them on the podcast before. They're made up of Jason Pebworth and George Astosio, formerly of Orson, who I keep saying we need to talk about because I love that first album. And John Shave, formerly of Zenomania, whose credits with them include The Show by Girls Aloud. And together, the Invisible Men have worked with Nicola Roberts, who I think that's probably when we talked about them on on our uh, Cinderella's Eyes episode, and Cheryl of Girls Aloud fame as well, and Clean Bandit and All Saints and lots of other track-by-track favourites. And I love that they bring this, um, well, actually with this and I I Believe, and another song coming up, they bring a kind of bit of like a club music to it with the beats.
1: A deeper beat to it. Also, uh, again, this was from our tweet-along, uh, Rod shared that this was uh, about being away from his parents and the guilt attached to that, but also feeling more alive um, in New York. So this was record- this was written with him and John just a couple of months before moving to New York from ah, London. Because I, I, I love that line, life is good, I'm
0: in New York, I miss my friends. And that juxtaposition of you know i can imagine i i'd love to live in new york for a couple of years probably because i do i would get too homesick and likewise miss my family but i can imagine at the same time as living in this incredible city there would also be the knowledge that you know my parents and my uh, and my friends are so far away um, but it, and i love how he delivers it with that spoken almost
1: vocal track number 10 now and this is
2: too much i forgive, forget forget Heart lead the way, but there's too much to say. I forgive, except that when we
0: So that was too much. And if you were disappointed that there wasn't an Iggy Pop cover before, hopefully you're not disappointed that this wasn't a cover of the Spice Girls track. But it is actually another Invisible Men co-write. And I love, again, the the club music sound that they're bringing to this. The beat of this one is fantastic. And I really like on this one the kind of the atmosphere that's created. It's sort of that all the sounds kind of at the same level the vocal the percussion the the synths it's just this kind of wall of sound
1: as you could say uh you compared it to uh club music from the noughties like touch me or toker's miracle uh to which rod uh commented back on the tweet along that funnily enough uh an ep track called how i feel was written by rob davis who co-wrote toker's miracle
0: oh i do know what i'm talking about sometimes.
1: You've got a good feel for for a, for a track, and if you you can't see me, but I'm doing that kind of rubbing uh, two fingers Yourself, against the thumb. Yeah, don't do that. Oh shit! Sure, sure, <laughs> <sure>. oh. <laughs> um, so and yeah, I love the fact it is a sort of deeper, clubbier feel. This track.
2: Yeah, uh, you can and- imagine
0: hearing it out. You know, being out in a bit of an underground place, lots of light, just just dancing, just moving. I mean, it, and probably it'll be in another year when we can actually go out and do that, if you fancy it will.
1: Yeah, just uh, want to be on my way home by about midnight at the latest. At the very latest. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if that's too late for you, I'm very happy to leave earlier. Yes.
0: Well, I was thinking more uh 10 o'clock, uh, then bath and bed in a Horlicks with a, an episode of something.
1: Oh, and a couple of chocolate fingers. <laughs> Heaven. We're on to the last track of the album proper. Uh, so this is track 11 now, Happiness.
2: Oh, happiness left. just move from my
1: That was Happiness, Uh, not a cover of the 1995 Pizza Man dance track, Happiness. So just a little a little pop fact uh, pizza man was norman cook by the way as well aka fat Boy slim um but i just wanted to i thought it was worth one more 90s uh dance reference uh in today's episode um so that is uh, a great end to the album i love the synth that starts off and then runs through also the piano when the chorus kicks in is great as well and it's really funky actually
0: definitely uh, yeah that the intro i think is my favorite intro on the whole album um it's quite funny that it's left to the last song. But I definitely pick up on this one, 90s, really 90s pop vibes, like um, some Ace of Bass maybe, some... I think I actually put on the tweet along. You might have the tweet to hand. I think I put it reminded me of like an, uh Take That Album track from like Everything Changes from 1993 or something like that. Just the music, not the lyrics or the melody so much. Uh, but also the percussion a little bit uh, Say Avedi. Uh, how do you say that? From Pet Shop Boys. That's the way life is. So, oh, say, say A Vida
1: eh Say avida Vida A. Eh? Yes. Well, uh, Dan, you're quite right. You referenced Everything Changes era take that, uh, but you were also c- clarified that that was meant as a huge capital letters compliment. Uh, also, Dan, it's another week, uh, and it happened uh, with a couple of weeks ago as well, where I've gotten to the end of the album, uh, and I haven't mentioned the album artwork.
0: Yeah, which is the highest compliment you can pay,
1: isn't it? Um, and um, Rod, you, 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 I know you listen to the podcast, so you'll know absolutely what that means. Um, so what a great time to look at the fantastic album artwork. So this is it's beautiful. It almost reminds me a little bit of um, like a, a, a movie poster for Star Wars or something like that. Where you've got somebody superimposed against a a, a back a backdrop or a, or a cityscape or a planetscape, and this one, it's uh, Rod is looking almost blissfully up into the sunlight with a New York cityscape behind him, um, with some lovely light work uh, sort of catching him on the I guess the sort of lens of the of the photography.
0: Yeah, I, I love it as well because that clearly he does love New York um, and we hear it in, in some of the lyrics of this, of this album. Um, I'm sure he would take that as the highest compliment that you likened it to a Star Wars uh, film poster. Uh,
1: and font watch, you've got a black border around the, the great picture with uh, life is easy spaced out across the top and bright light, bright light. I'm not sure what the font is, but I like it uh, across the bottom. So we've reached the end of the album, uh, but we've got some further listening. Uh, Dan, would you care to elaborate? Absolutely, yeah. So further listening this
0: time, as we said, we're definitely going to talk more about Bright Light, Bright Light albums, so we don't want to delve too much into those. But Life is Easy was accompanied a little bit later by Life is Hard. Much more honest, I think, Will. Life is bloody hard, isn't it? Oh, um, God, yeah. Just... just oh. Yeah, the best of times, uh, and this was a collection of B sides and remixes and a few new bits in there as well. So we're going to take a pick from there, and actually, will sorry to do this. This is very uh, unprofessional and, and not like me at all. But the artwork for "Life is Hard," I think I actually prefer.
1: Yeah, it's great, Dan. Why don't you uh, just briefly explain it?
0: Certainly. So it's it's still the image of rod's uh side profile with new york there but new york's flipped on its head We've got a lot of clouds in there so it's kind of bringing this dreamy feel to it um and what's that sort of it's I haven't got the border it's got a kind of is it sort of
1: satin sheets or clouds in the background and uh, hmm. dan do you want to carry on and go first with your further listening please
0: i would love to so we hinted quite heavily at it earlier in the episode um this is the single version of Good Luck and this features friend of the podcast good luck Animatronic
2: good, good luck moving on good luck going along good luck and a song I'm at the finish line you're if gone If you took the time to know me
1: I think the addition of Anna to any track will immediately make it even better than it originally was. Definitely. And we've we've talked a few times now about
0: her work with New Order, with Duran Duran, of course, with Scissor Sisters. And I think that and the kind of the, the new production of this track, uh, and it's a track that we, we loved, as we've just spoke about on the, on the album, but just gives it a new lease of life. And this... Ooh, I was going to say this might be my favourite Bright Light, Bright Light song, this version, but I'll say it's definitely, absolutely definitely top five. Uh, Will, what have you got for further
1: listening? So I've gone from one of the additional tracks on Life is Hard, uh, and this is These Things.
2: These Things, These Things
1: And I, when I discovered that track, it was a brilliant moment because I love. It has a real urgency and a pace to it that um, you don't always get uh, with some of Bright Lights Bright Lights' tracks.
0: Definitely, and I'm so so glad you chose that one because I think as a as an exclusive track and a, on a sort of a accompanying EP or mini album, whatever this is, it might not have the attention that the tracks on the main albums get, and it is really is a fantastic it's quite it's epic isn't it that yeah. as you say the urgency and the the synths in this one are really turned up the that that chorus of just the echoed why why didn't you do these things for me or i might have got that a little bit wrong but i just love this song it's amazing uh quick, while we're on it will when are you gonna cut your hair and wear a shirt for our recording sessions
1: um i don't well this is the new normal now isn't it so um so never really just a
0: a shirt or any sort of top would be nice i think a bit more appropriate string vest maybe well that'd be more than you
1: are wearing now (laughs) (laughs) uh we're out of time Uh, but uh what a lot we've talked about in today's episode Uh, not just bright light bright light but also uh 90s dance uh and uh some lovely extra tracks in there as well so do let us know what you thought
0: to this week's episode at track by track uk and
1: uh if you like what you're hearing do give us a rating and a review on apple uh apple podcasts (laughs) what Uh, accent is that it's been a bit of a few i think uh Also, don't forget to join us on Saturday uh, where we have a brand new new music drop for you featuring our top picks for new music about at the moment, uh, selections and recommendations from you and submissions from artists with new music to share that they think uh, our listeners will love as well. Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next? Well, you catch your breath, lovey. Absolutely. So next
0: week we are talking about the second album, from uh, an american boy band member turned solo artist this album turns i think it's 14 next week and let's just say
1: he brought sexy back (laughs) you've so said too much (laughs) i know (laughs) uh but another artist who is long overdue in appearance on track by track so i'm really looking forward to that one um thank you very much dan well, th- thanks, for, thanks for having me <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually before we go a shout out to I don't want them to be left out uh, to Baby Daddy and Randy because we've uh, referenced and said hi to all of the other sister sisters today oh that's lovely and um, what about Paddy Boone or
0: has he forgotten about now? now he left no hi Paddy as well until next time
1: I've been the Invisible Men and I have been the mighty Ian Masterson goodbye goodbye